0: Hello, you're listening to ReachMD, XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Has a patient or a patient's family ever turned to you for support in dealing with eczema? Well, today we'll turn to two brothers from San Diego who've been living with eczema for over 20 years each, and will give us some insight into what life is like living with atopic dermatitis. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, your host of Scratching the Surface of Eczema. With me today are the brothers Mackie, Michael Anthony, 24 years old, and his brother Enrico, 20 years old. We're also joined by their lovely mother, Ray Mackey, a San Diego native. Today we're discussing eczema and more specifically, what life is like living with atopic dermatitis. Welcome guys and Miss Mackey. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: It's nice being here. Thank
0: it's you. Good to be here. Well, I think we're gonna get right into it and find out, I guess, let's start with Enrico. Enrico, when were you first diagnosed with atopic dermatitis?
1: Since I was probably
0: born. One minute, hey, you got it,
1: and I have it.
0: Okay. How about you, Michael?
1: I was also diagnosed at birth.
0: So truly a lifelong condition. Yeah. Lifelong. All, the way. All the way. Do you remember, or maybe mom, you can tell us what were their first symptoms when they were too young to remember?
2: Well, they mostly started out with a rash on their face, and then it developed into little rashes on their chest and their legs and arms, and they had a lot of allergies also, so whenever they came in contact with something, they would get a rash, and it just kind of never went away, and Enrico especially, he had a problem with his face. He had a lot of itching and scratching and just rubbing on his face a lot, and Anthony had problems all over Anthony, so, Anthony is Michael's no, middle name my, for
0: the sorry. listeners. That's okay. allowed <laughs> yeah.
1: Mom, to. Mom's allowed to call her sons whatever she wants.
0: <laughs> so,
2: you know, since the time they were babies, we've had problems with their skin.
0: Mom, is this something that was only there during the day or did this affect their ability to sleep at night as well?
2: Oh, no, it was all the time, constantly. I used to have to sleep with Enrico to keep him from scratching his face raw because he would scratch with the pillows or with the blankets or whatever. And so I used to actually, when he was really small, I used to sleep with him just to grab his hands and keep him from scratching.
0: And how has their eczema changed over time?
2: It hasn't really gotten better. It gets better sometimes, and then sometimes it's worse. Uh, Enrico's face is a little bit better, but the rest of his body is affected. And the same with Anthony. His arms are affected. but And Anthony has improved a lot since he's gotten older.
0: And... Brothers Mackie, does atopic dermatitis seem to run in the family? Is this something that's limited to just the two of you guys or what? I think it has just somehow been run through the family. Just like a little tiny
1: piece of a gene, maybe. Of course, like mother, my mother has it, but you know, I'm thinking that maybe the grandparents might have something similar to like dermatitis.
2: Well, I had it when I was small. But I kinda of grew out of it when I was in my teens and I control it. I still have dry skin, but I control it all the time with moisturizers and constantly. But other than that, I think that myself and my older sister are the only people in my immediate family that have atopic dermatitis or eczema.
0: Michael, how do you feel your eczema has changed over time?
1: I
2: believe it has gotten
1: better over time. It fluctuates. For instance, when I was a teenager, it flared up significantly early in my early adulthood. It's been a lifelong struggle between it being manageable and and unmanageable
0: enrico how about you
1: i say it has it's kind of like the stock market it always rises and always falls some days it turns good maybe turns into years like during when i was starting school it was really yeah it was okay but then during middle and high school like really bad then okay then really bad
0: well, we heard earlier from a number of physicians who were atopic dermatitis specialists from Rady Children's Hospital, San Diego, that atopic dermatitis often runs with asthma and allergies. Do you brothers suffer from any of those conditions? Oh, yeah. We definitely suffer
1: simultaneously all at the same time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I have that. it right here. What, is, what is that, Enrico? It, it's called Prevental. It's just Prevental Inhaler.
0: Oh, you're actually using it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just wheezing a while ago. <laughs> Do Don't leave home by without Smith it. Klein,
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I it, it definitely say that I think it correlates with the massive amounts of food and environmental allergies I have. I have severe so outdoor, indoor, every door allergies. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it's manageable, but sometimes it's not.
0: Enrico, what kind of treatments have you tried for your atopic dermatitis? Such as like what? Like topical steroids ranging from, you know, hydrocortisone to clebatazole. have you have you used all those? I
1: think I've tried almost every single one except for the ones that I am allergic to.
0: And have you ever been on systemic therapy? I have no clue what that is. Like things like cyclosporin. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. When were you on cyclosporin?
1: I'll say I was like in my early years, like around 10.
0: Were there any difficulties taking that medicine?
1: Just a bit, but not really. Okay. It was okay.
0: Did you ever try phototherapy? Nope. And how about you, Michael?
1: I think I've been a guinea pig since the beginning. (laughs) I've withstood every kind of procedure that is associated with treating atopic dermatitis or eczema. I've done, I mean, we were some of the first patients with the protopic studies. We were doing that years before it actually became mainstream we did a gamma globulin we did gamma study. Gamma globulin study. We had Glamma to drive up globulin. to uh,
2: UCLA once right. a month, and they got in IV. we didn't spend the whole day there, and then they would get really sick after that, and that yeah. didn't really help.
1: and you know, uh, you name it, we've done it. Tar baths, you know, the the wraps. Wraps are
0: good. Wraps are good. Yeah, especially around
1: pretty. the later October. Area when Halloween would roll around. That was always fun because I could double as a costume. So, you know, it was either.
2: The wraps no, are really hard nice. though because um the when mummy they're, <laughs> oh, when they're yeah. wrapped totally from head to toe, it's hard to wear clothes, it's hard to go to school, it's hard I, I to I
0: prefer do a the lot term wrapped
1: pharaoh. I thought mummy was a little derogatory. <laughs> I was actually speaking to
0: your mother there. Oh, funny. Oh. <laughs> 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 <20. laughs> well, you're listening to Clinician's Roundtable on Reach M D X M one fifty seven, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Doctor Andrew Krakowski, and today I'm speaking with the Mackey brothers, Michael Anthony, twenty four years old, and Enrico, twenty years old, and their lovely mother Ray. All right, Enrico, why don't you tell us for someone who's now 20 years old, living with this for that long, how much of your day is consumed by atopic dermatitis?
1: Probably like at certain days, like when it's extremely hot or dry, I would say, yeah, I would get itchy, dried up, extremely dry, like I could crack. But like the best days I would like is like rainy days where there's more moisture in the air, because then like I could skip. Throughout the whole day, because I don't care. I feel more open because I can feel the atmosphere going through my skin to go through my blood and all that.
0: And Michael Anthony, how about you?
1: Well, yeah, I'd say environment really helps skin management. For one, I live way out east where it's completely dry, and I'm a total coastal kid, so I'm used to the moisture every day, you know. So little things like that, you have to incorporate into your daily regimen of skin management.
0: So this is something, basically, it sounds like you're thinking about all the time. hmm yeah. yeah. It's
1: something you, I mean, you can't, you, it's, it's, it's like discipling. breathing, it's I, like I next it's, to breathing.
0: You have to. Yeah, you
2: have
1: to be really disciplined with it. And, you know, it, I would kin it to someone who suffers with diabetes or, you know, an everyday regimen of treatment. It's little things like moisturizing, you know, not getting around allergens, that's a big thing. Like, for example, I'm allergic to most animals. <laughs> Let's just you know? say fur. Just uh, yeah. say fur. i probably say all animals. Most animals is being okay. kind of big, but I'm pretty allergic to indoor pets. And I'll notice if I don't take the proper precautions, I will suffer in the long run. So I try to prevent those types of breakouts. Especially, you know, if you're in an environment like... I'm always at the cafeteria at my school, and there's airborne's of food proportions such as, like, cheese, bread, fried food that is cheese, such like that, you know. And all of a sudden, I smell it or breathe it or it hits my eye, you know. I get a reaction. I always have to be prepared no matter what. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to... an example, with Rico, when he used to live in San Francisco he has such a strong allergy to shellfish and other seafood that you couldn't even go walk near a fisherman's wharf. He couldn't go near cheese shops. You know, you couldn't go stay over someone's house if they were making beef
0: and you were allergic to beef. So, I mean, it's an everyday struggle. It's something that's very hard. Hey, guys, I want to hear from each of you. How has eczema specifically impacted your lives from an emotional perspective?
1: on two parts in the beginning it made me very self-conscious of myself i would shy away from any kind of like public exposure or especially when i was in school i mean i didn't wear shorts until i was maybe 18 you know and i mean it's hot out here it's it's hard to kind of hide that you know and Sometimes it's deceitful. Sometimes, you know, I learn now later as an adult, I can enjoy it more when I'm open about it and I can share it to the world. You know, I'm not self-conscious anymore about it, but those are one of the physical things that kept me very antisocial. A lot of psychological and physical restrictions on it, you know, but now I actually have a better, broader understanding of it and how to manage it and to be okay with it. You know, body image is not a factor anymore. You know, I conquered that kind of self-consciousness, that kind of fear, because it was a really strong force in my life. It prevented me from doing a lot of things where now I would feel completely open to doing. To me, you know, I would say, yeah, I agree to that self-conscious, shy, extremely. But I remember when I was in elementary school that... When I had scabs and eczema all the way through my forearms, I didn't even wear no long-sleeve shirts. And every time when people ask me, like, oh, hey, you know, and make fun names at me and such, I used to just put my arms inside my shirt because it was, you know, just one way for me to not scare or be very open to the public and see what my arms look like to people.
0: How do you maintain positive outlooks in your life now, guys?
1: from all the friends that, you know, I grew up with, some friends back from all the way from elementary school, they already know. They already know what I have, what they know. Sometimes they forget, but they still like me. People who are getting to know now, you know, some, they're just, you know, hell, don't walk away. Don't go into, in a corner and, you know, weep until you get better. Just like, hang around. Who cares what they say, you know? To me, I think that those friends who still stick with you to the end, they they help you more.
0: Well, guys, thank you so much. I mean, listening to your stories, no pun intended, Miss Mackey, but you, I think, are bringing a ray of hope to other atopic dermatitis patients out there. I want to thank Michael and Enrico Mackey and their lovely mother, Ray, have been our guests today as we've been discussing living life with atopic dermatitis. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, your host of Scratching the Surface of Eczema. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For more information on eczema, please visit the Eczema Center's website at www.exemacenter.org. You can also check out the National Eczema Association at www.nationaleczema.org and the American Academy of Dermatology at www.aad.org. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thanks for listening.